Welcome to the Leadership Zone. I'm your host, Sheila Walsh, Leadership Development Specialist, Coach and Researcher. I'm going to talk a little bit today about inclusion in organisations and inclusive work. Often the starting point for inclusion work is a deficit mindset. It is the belief that an organisation isn't up to scratch, it isn't doing enough. It's often initiated in organisations from a legislative point of view, which is anti-discrimination, and then later becomes inclusion. When we approach these topics from a deficit perspective and not from a development perspective, we enhance the fear and concerns that are related to the topic. We enhance individual fear, we enhance team fear, we enhance organisational fear. Because what happens is people are terrified of getting it wrong. They see the backlash. They most often, I have found, have positive intent, but they don't necessarily always have the language or the skills or the critical thinking around it because, well, we weren't taught it. I would even say that a lot of people having these conversations sometimes aren't thinking about them deeply They're thinking about them very simplistically and technically, meaning do this, get that. But inclusion is an ongoing systemic process. It's a relational process that happens in individual group at organisational level. It's a process that I've never walked into an organisation, even when they say just at the start, that doesn't have something in place. And sometimes what they have in place is just a culture of inclusion, but they don't call it that. But the culture itself has psychological safety. They have social events where you can see that people with different experiences are valued. Or they have the intention, which is always a valid starting point. Everyone starts somewhere. If you just intend to create a more inclusive organisation, that in itself is a brilliant starting point. And so when I go into organisations, often they have been burned by previous interventions or they feel inadequate or the focus has been on deficit and what I found is more helpful is we have a legislative responsibility in every country depending on the country you're in the responsibility will be different but you have a legislative responsibility and you've got to line that up and you've got to get your ducks in a row there and then once you do that the way you move forward is dependent on the industry you're in the type of organisation you have, the culture, the types of people that are drawn to your work or have access to work for you, the needs of the community that you serve, that you exist within geographically, and also then the community that you have in your workplace. And when you start to see it like that, there becomes a lot of opportunities available to a lot of people. And those opportunities sometimes are more strategic, politically challenging. And often they're much easier than that as well. There is a lot of low hanging fruit. There's a lot of like initiatives that can result in really positive outcomes without turning everything upside down. So I see inclusion as a support to psychological safety and organisational performance. The process of creating more inclusive organisation isn't the outcome you're aiming for. Creating more inclusive organisation is about creating a high performing organisation that has enough psychological safety for the people involved in the organisation to thrive and produce great outcomes, stay on task, get the thing done, do it well. And it's not about ticking a box. It's not just, it's really not about legislation. Legislation isn't really inclusive. It's mostly we legislate for anti-discrimination Most of the time, inclusion is a social process with some structural supports or political positioning to support it.
The other thing that can happen is organisations can be fearful about having these conversations because if they do, it might open a can of worms. Most organisations are afraid of this can of worms. What I have found is that most of the time, if you allow space for people to share what they're challenged by, what they're struggling with around inclusion, and you get those same people to support you in making the decisions around inclusion, that can of worms does get resolved because the people with the can of worms who are fed up with people squashing them down and not opening them become part of the solution. Whereas when you position it that you're fearful of a can of worms, they stay as opposition to you in your mind and you're not really inclusive even in the solution. So what I have found is the most inclusive way to create inclusion is to create employee processes in which using a dialogic organisational development lens in which you engage the very people who are responsible for the outcome, who are who will benefit from the outcome to be part of solving the challenges and the process itself to create an inclusive organisation that I'm talking about, that facilitated process, that dialogic process, actually in and of itself as an intervention where people start to feel more aligned with the organisation and more included because even the process of creating more inclusion is inclusive. And so sometimes people think we've got to do all these things and fix them for the employees and they don't think about including the employees in the process. And that's where this these splits happen in organisations and these separations. And really, it doesn't have to be so hard. We can create an inclusive organisation that doesn't discriminate by taking, by appreciating what's there and what's working, by looking at what isn't and creating a plan for addressing it, and by involving people in the process. And when we do this, we're not starting from a deficit point of view. We're actually starting from a strengths point of view, because what we're saying is we know we need to work on things. This is our opportunity to develop. Let the way we approach this development be as inclusive as the outcomes we want to create. Let's start where we are today to create inclusion. From this moment, let's do things in a more inclusive way, not just when we've decided at what needs to be changed or developed. And so when you're thinking about creating an inclusive organisation, it is really important to think about how you're going to manage the fears you, HR team leaders have, and the fears of employees. I'll out myself, uh, I won't be respected, they won't understand, you know, I won't feel safe, I won't feel seen. Actually acknowledge that fears are a normal part of the early process to inclusive organisations. But by bringing in someone like me or someone to do a facilitated process or someone to guide you through that, that fear can be transformed into a process of sharing and, and, and shared understanding and shared solution making. And so it's OK to have fear around these things. Micromanaging it or avoiding it are not going to help you get to a solution any quicker. If anything, they'll slow down the process. So the invitation I have for you listening is if you want to address and create inclusive organisations, then you do actually need to address and work with the fear, not be managed by the fear. When the fear is managing you, you're micromanaging, you're avoiding, you're in all of those defences. When you're actually working with what is, you're acknowledging the reality, you're starting off as inclusive as possible, you are actively listening and engaging in conversations, you're managing expectations, and you're creating robust opportunities for inclusion, for higher organisational performance and for improved psychological safety across the organisation. So inclusion is not the goal. Inclusion is the process that helps you get to all your goals. And fear is an normal part of that process. 
if you'd like any support with your organization, whether it's shadow consulting, where I come in and support your HR team or your leaders privately, or whether it's overtly where you bring me in to facilitate a process or to support inclusive recommendations, then you can email me at S-I-L-E, that's Sheila in Irish, at S-I-L-E-W-A-L-S-H.com. You'll find links to my socials below and also to my email address. You can also go on and read some articles that I've written about the topic and you can reach out to me if you have any questions about your own process and maybe you've already started one and you're a little bit stuck. You can pop me an email and we can have a chat. I look forward to speaking to you. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to The Leadership Zone. We can continue this conversation over on Twitter and my Twitter handle is at Sheila Walsh one or at LinkedIn, you'll find me under Sheila Walsh. To book a free consultation to discuss your leadership needs or the leadership development needs of your organisation, simply visit my website www.sheilawalsh.com and book a free leadership consultation. I look forward to hearing from you.